Hey, we're back, and this is the next episode of E Professor of Real Estate. And this session was recorded early in the or late in the year last year, and this one is going to be with Katie Lance talking about the power of social media and really how to get it ready for the first year. So this is a perfect time to get it running. I can't wait for you guys to be in here to hear it. And here we go. Welcome to the E-Professor Real Estate Podcast. My name is Justin Lefby and I'm a realtor, trainer, and coach. My sole purpose here is to take my many years in real estate as well as my even many more years as a trainer and get you to your goals and beyond. I'm going to do this by talking about business, growth development, branding, marketing, you know, basically all successful things that entrepreneurs are doing today. And hey, since I'm your tech guy, there's going to be tech thrown in here as well. So let's go. Hey, welcome everybody. This is E Professor. And today we get to talk with Katie Lance, uh, social media stud as far as I am concerned. She... Uh, has been out there for years. I noticed her probably three, four years ago. I'm sure she was doing a lot longer than that, but I noticed about three, four years ago talking to the real estate industry, talking to us about how to become socially smart. And <laughs> it's very cool. She uh, she is the CEO and co-founder of Katie Lands Consulting, nationally known keynote speaker. Past 10 years, she has been working with real estate agents to help them get smarter and how to use this. Uh, and you know has been recognized by a lot of companies and men being one of them. And really, I just, I, I think a powerhouse, and I think very lucky to get her on today. So welcome, Katie. Uh, what did I miss? What did I not hit? What what kudo did I not give you? <laughs> that was great. I think you hit everything, Justin. Uh, I definitely appreciate being here today. It's always, it's always fun to sit down and talk, at least virtually, about uh, all things social media. So thanks for having me. Well, very welcome. And I'm glad we could find the time for this. So, you know, I'm going to start off with a simple question and maybe we'll get tougher afterwards. But I think we all know social media is an important part of our job today. Um, It's not only here to stay, (laughs) it's here to play, right? So let me ask you, um, how important is it for today for a real estate agent to be doing what we're doing on social media today? I think it's really important, you know, I mean, especially now with this kind of crazy year we've, we've all had, you know, we, it's, I think it's more important than ever before. You know, we're not, uh, we're not face to face with as many people as we were in the past. We're not going to the holiday parties or, you know, hanging out at our kids sporting events as much as maybe we have in the past. And so it's, I definitely think it's important. Uh, and I think it's also more important than ever before to, to be authentic, you know, and to, and to show up. I think, you know, in the past we've seen a lot of, uh, folks, not just in real estate, but other industries who kind of uh, said, well, gosh, maybe I should just automate this or, you know, push a button and have everything done for me. And, uh, you know, and we really saw, especially this past year, the importance of showing up and being there and, you know, social media is social. So it's it's yeah. definitely important. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be that, but be on it all day. You don't need to spend all day hanging out <laughs> on Facebook, <laughs> but having a strategy is really important. 
Well, you know, and, I, and I, I'm glad you said that because it's always been a big irk of mine since day one, you know, going to the conferences. We're getting close to conference year, right? We're getting close. We NAR just had their first one. We're going to start seeing all the big conventions. I'm assuming it's going to be virtual, yeah. but we're going to see those. But when you went to those in the past, you had all these companies with a good heart sitting there saying, we can automate that for you. We can automate that for you. We can automate that for you. And I'm going, well, okay, if you're going to automate that for 40,000 agents that are in the room today, how many people see the same thing? <laughs> exactly. And, and, Go for it. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, I think, you know, in, in your mind, it sounds like a great idea, but then when you really start to kind of unpack it, it's, uh, uh, you know, it can, it can, it, it almost looks like the lights are on, but nobody's home, you know, uh, when you, when you see that. So, well, I, and that's, that's a lot of truth, right? I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, and today we can see that a lot right now, right? It's, it's the building with the, you know, it's a, it's a closed bar that still has the neon light flashing, but you know, it's dead inside, right? You know, nothing's going on. <laughs> Um, so yeah. And I think I, I agree completely. I think authentic is the biggest part of this. And that's what you hear more often than not is you just gotta be you. Don't, I mean, if you're funny, great. If you're not, don't be, don't try to be something you're not to be out there. Cause that's what I hear a lot. You gotta be funny. You gotta be entertaining. Well, entertaining comes at so many levels. Yeah. So it's important to be true to yourself, right? I mean, people can, you can see through it, you know, um, a mile away if someone's not really being true to who they are. And, I think it goes to, you know, what, what do people resonate with on social media? And for some people, it is things that are funny. And if that's you, that's great. But there's also other things. I mean, it could be things that are poignant or it could be things that are really interesting or educational or some people resonate with stories. And so it doesn't just have to be one size fits all. Well, I always say it this way. If you look at your friends around you, not everyone's the class clown. Not everyone's the serious person, right? Not everyone is the professor, right? You got your group is collective in nature. So don't, you know, don't worry about it. You're going to attract people who you're going to attract. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, obviously it's just hugely important. We, but the trick now becomes, we've decided it's got to be authentic. So the automation quote unquote has gone away. I mean, not really. We can always use it in tandem. We can use combos. So how do we manage this today? Right. I mean, for me, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm doing this podcast. That's my way of getting out to the realtors to talk to them, to do this kind of thing. I'm, you know, you do this very similar stuff and that's one way of doing this, but how are the realtors going to get out to their clients without spending five hours doing this stuff every day? Well, I think it's smart. It's smart that you're doing, you know, this type of content. We talked a little bit about this before we went on the air. You know, I, I, as much as I love social media, social media is rented ground and we, we don't own it. And so I really think it's important, whether you're a coach or consultant or realtor or whatever your profession is, to really think about, is there some assets that you could create that you own that go with you wherever you go? So things like podcast content, video content, blog content, your email database, you know, all of which are, are really, really important. And uh, I agree with you. I don't think people should spend all day or, or hours and hours, <laughs> you know, sitting down creating content. And so one thing we really recommend is I think a great place to start for agents is to start to brainstorm what questions they get asked all the time. You know, if you can really sit down and take out a piece of paper and a pen and even think about who have you worked with in the past six to 12 months, write down a list of who you've worked with in the last six to 12 months. And then right next to their name, you might write down, you know, what are some questions or topics that came up in conversation, right? What are some things that uh, came up that they had questions about that came up and pretty quickly, you'll come up with a, a pretty robust list. 
And that's a great place to start. Um, I would also say too, if you're doing any kind of content, uh, especially, you know, video content or podcast content, if possible, um, I try to get in the habit of batching my content. So, you know, if I'm going to sit down and do my hair and makeup and record one, <laughs> one video like this as an example, I'm not just doing this today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to record some other videos. Like, you know, you get yourself into kind of a mode of, of, uh, of batching, just like you would when you make phone calls or you write thank you notes, you get yourself into kind of a mode. And I think those two things can make a big difference. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love that because that's that's what I do a lot of. Right now, I am probably several weeks ahead of schedule <laughs> for some of this stuff. Um, and you know, the way I've always explained to realtors, and I, I'm hoping you'd agree. I'm, I'm thinking you would. Is you know, we teach realtors all the time. You got you got to schedule prospecting time every day, every week, every month, right? You got to schedule this stuff. Well, this is just part of it, right? This is just part of that business cycle. So, if you can get Monday, every Monday for two hours and you're just content creation, then go do it, you know, and it's probably better that way anyways, because at least the juices are flowing the right way at the right time, right? Instead of sitting down, okay, now I got to think what to say. Okay, now my hour's up and I don't know, I don't have anything written. I got to do that all over again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love the batching concept. I think that is huge. And like you said, scheduling some time, you know, we have a lot of folks we work with who set aside time a couple hours a week. which can sound like a long, a long period of time, but when you get yourself into a, a rhythm, if you set aside a couple hours a week, there's a lot you can do. You could sit down, you could record four or five videos, you could schedule some of your content, um, and then you could also repurpose, which is one of my favorite things that I love to do. If you've got one video, you know, don't just share that video once. Share it today, share it in a few days, maybe get it transcribed. You could turn it into a blog post. It could become an Instagram story. You know, you could really repurpose that. And by giving yourself just a couple hours every week, it gives you that time to, to do some of that, you know, and also to, to show up and to, you know, not just post content for the sake of content, but, but engage with people and, and, and build those relationships online, which is important. Oh, I just lost your audio. I don't know if you muted yourself. <laughs> nope. Thank you. I did. I did. The nice thing about this is that's going to stay in the system because it's, I want people to learn that mistakes happen. And hey, that's what happens. There you go. Um, be, be true to who you are. Um, exactly. Be authentic. Uh, well, and again, we were talking offline and I did it because I was starting to rock back and forth and it was squeaking. I didn't want to squeak over top of you talking. Um, so I'm glad you said that because I think that's always the big thing right now. I think we think at all times that the material has to be quote unquote fresh. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, there's a term out there called evergreen, which I think is kind of some of the things that you're talking about in this regards where, you know, the material can, you know, if you say it right, you know, I'm not, if I'm wishing you happy 4th of July, okay. You get once a year. Right. (laughs) But you know, if I'm talking about setting, you know, staging your home, or if I'm setting, talking about prepping your front yard for curb appeal, well, that's universal and that's going to be endless. Yeah. So Absolutely. when you are repurposing, talk to me about what you are referring to as far as repurposing. Are you talking, you know, that kind of content? Or are you talking even beyond that? Yeah, I am a big believer in creating kind of a library of evergreen content, um, or timeless content for anyone listening who may not be familiar with that term evergreen. It's, it's just this idea, like you said, of creating something that's valuable, not just today, but it's valuable three, six, 12 months from now. And that doesn't mean that some of your content won't be timely. You know, there's a lot of agents who maybe every Monday do a Monday market update, or there's agents right now who are doing content around, you know, COVID and keeping people safe and, and, and things like that. And that's, that's really timely that, you know, 
hopefully won't be <laughs> needed a year from now, right? Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But, uh, you know, there's other content that is really, you know, timeless, uh, you know, or could be around things like moving, you know, top 20 tips for moving or biggest mistakes you see when people move or, you know, the, the biggest questions every first time a home buyer asks me or who pays for what, why should I pay for staging? Like all these sort of timeless topics. What's, what's really great about that is not only are you creating content that's really relevant for social media, but you're also building this really robust content library, which is so valuable in so many ways. You know, for example, if you're putting some of this content up on YouTube, that's going to help with, when you get Googled, when people start searching for a realtor in your local area. It's also going to help in these one-to-one conversations where maybe you get a lead who was referred by somebody else, or you get a lead to your website, and you're in an email conversation. It's really powerful to say, hey, in addition to X, Y, and Z, here's a couple of videos we did about this subject. This might help as well. And it, you know, again, it kind of just really helps with that um, you know, kind of know, like, and trust factor. It helps build your credibility, and I, I think it's such a it's such a win win. And to your point of, of repurposing, one of the things we like to do is think about if you're going to put out a video, as an example, uh, I'll just use video because I think video is one of the most powerful mediums. If you're putting out a video, let's say once a week, are there maybe four or five things you could do each and every week with that video? So for example, you might take a video and put it on YouTube. It might also get uploaded to, um, you know, Facebook, to your business page. It might get transcribed and turned into a blog post for your blog. It might get shared on LinkedIn a couple days later, (laughs) and maybe you do an Instagram story about it, right? And then the beautiful thing is if it's evergreen, you can share that video again on Facebook a few weeks later or a few months later, you know, over and over again. So I think a lot of times we think, oh, I don't want to share the same thing more than once. I don't want to be spammy. I don't want to, I don't want to be annoying. But the reality is I, I've often said this, like, you know, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, <laughs> let alone what I saw on Facebook. So we want to, we catch people at different times of the day. We catch people at different, different days. Some people are on Facebook in the morning, some in the evening, whatever. And so um, there's nothing wrong with posting things multiple times, um, you know, spreading them out, of course. Uh, and, and like I said, repurposing some of that content. Well, yeah, one of my favorite influencers now, he's been he's been around for a long time is uh, Guy Kawasaki. Yeah. Um, Kiyosaki. Yeah. Um, he says that all the time. He goes, I'm going to do it until they complain and then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes we think, oh, gosh, you know, people are people are sick of this. I've, they've seen this. And the reality is they haven't. I mean, you know, if you if you start to follow anything that we do, uh, you know, every single video that goes out, every single podcast that sucker gets rescheduled, re, <laughs> re repurposed, uh, you know, again, over the course of a, a few weeks or a few, you know, few months, I will say it's not, that's not our only content. You know, when you, when you get yourself into a content rhythm, what's great about that is you've got that consistency and now that opens you up to do stuff in the moment. You know, if you want to post a selfie or a funny video of your cat or, uh, something silly with your kids, like it's fine because you've, you've got this other rhythm that's, that's going on as well. So, uh, which is which is key. Well, and I, you know what? You just remind me because I think that's huge, and I, and I think that's a big point that even I'm forgetting because right now it's struggle for me. I've just started this two months ago, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like okay, I got nothing, right? And, and I'm building a library, and I get that, right? Every one of these things have been thirty to forty minutes. Sometimes me, mostly with people that are way smarter than me on these situations, and but it reminds me. 
I, I generate, I was in real estate for, well, still am, but I was in generate for 16 years. And one of the times I'm a good internet lead generator. And I know how to manage that. And I was generating 10 leads a month, but that was because I had built an arsenal of things to post where all I had, I just put them in a rhythm. So, you know, it was 10 to 20 posts a day. And that's when I was building the leads. And that's the same thing here, right? Even for all of us, if we're doing this, it's the content, but you got to start somewhere and the first part's going to be slow. You know, it's that domino effect you always see in those examples, right? One small domino nail the big one up top. <laughs> exactly. And I think the, the biggest thing is people just give up. They give up too soon. You know, they go down this road of creating content and they're like three months in and they're getting like 10 views on their videos. And they're like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to quit. But the reality is with with content, as you know, it's it's a snowball and you've really got to put in the effort. Sometimes it takes up to six months to get to get traction. But the beautiful thing is once it, it starts will. to happen, it happens big time. And, and those honestly, those are the best kind of leads when people yep. say things like, I see you everywhere and yep. I feel like I know you. And they, they, they truly do. I mean, I get messages all the time and people just think they know me, you know, and, and now it's up to me to decide if I want to work with them. And, you know, that's, that's a, it's a really great way of doing business. I always say it's the difference between attracting business versus chasing leads. Exactly. Right. The law of attraction will always work in every part of life at all times. Yeah. It just depends where you want to put that energy. Um so one of the things that you're hitting, and I can hear it in my head because I know I'm struggling with this, and I and I finally found a tool that so far I like, but I'll be curious for you. You know, I, so I've got six months of material, and I I don't want to spend all day saying, okay, now I got to post at noon, I got to post at three, I got to post at five. I I don't want to worry about that because if I'm showing homes at five, I don't want to go. Sorry, Tom, I got to stop. I got to post this real quick. <laughs> right. So how do I manage that? I, I mean, are there tools you use? Tools you recommend? I mean, right now, like, for instance, I'm playing around with ones called Meet Edgar. I like mm -hmm. it so far. There's some things that it's missing, but so far it's satisfying the need that I have currently. But so are there tools that you like that are out there that you're using, recommending? Yeah, I, I've used Meet Edgar in the past. Um, I think that's a I think that's a great tool. Um, I ended up moving away from that also because I felt like that was kind of missing a few right. a few things. Um, part of it depends on the platform. So for Facebook, I still like to post organically on Facebook, although I will schedule a lot of content. I love using, you know, with Facebook, you can either use Facebook's creator studio or there's mm -hmm. a new business suite that just came out with Facebook. And, you know, I know there's different schools of thought, but I, I find that I get the most traction from Facebook when I have posted or scheduled right in Facebook versus using some other tool. Um, and I feel like I've tried <laughs> so many tools over the years. So one of the things I do is typically once a week or at least a couple times a month, we'll sit down and we'll schedule out a fair amount of, of content using Facebook's tool to do that. And what's nice is you can always move things around. You can access it from your phone. If you ever feel like, right. you know, I, I don't want this out today. I'm going to move that around. Um, and I also don't believe in scheduling too far in advance. I think you have to be cognizant of that. Um, and then for other platforms, I honestly have used Hootsuite for probably a decade. I feel like I've used Hootsuite forever. And I feel like that is a tried and true um, platform. I love that specifically for LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, I'm a pretty big user over on Twitter and I know not everyone uses Twitter, but I, I really like to schedule some of my content through Hootsuite. I also live with Hootsuite. You can, you can set up different search terms and you can uh, really kind of monitor different conversations, follow hashtags and things like that. Um, and you can also use that for Instagram. However, <laughs> I like to use for Instagram. One of my favorite tools is a tool called later.com. Yep. And I'm playing with that right that. now. 
yeah, it's a great, it's a free version and then there's a paid version. Um, and you know, I would say most of what I post in, in Instagram is pretty much in the moment, although there are some things that are scheduled and, um, I, I really like later's interface. You can save hashtags and, um, you know, kind of get us like upload some of your content. So you always have it available. They have a great app and, uh, later's a really nice platform, especially if sometimes it's tough to type out everything with, you know, with your fingers <laughs> for Instagram. So later you can type it out on the computer, uh, you know, and then, schedule it or have it kind of in the queue and you can post it whenever. So, um, yeah, yeah. Those are just some of the ones I, I like to use. I probably should just pick one to, to do all things, but <laughs> I haven't really found the perfect one that does everything. So. That's well, and see, you know, and that is the problem. And, you know, well, I, I want to have a conversation that will logically step into that next based on what you just said, but I, I do think it's, it's interesting, right? Because there is not one and I'd probably will never be one perfect tool. And I don't mean for anybody. I mean, just period, right? right? All of us have wants and every tool operates differently. For instance, the nice thing for me, Edgar, is I, I like that it's there. I like that it just decides what goes out when it wants to go out. I don't got to think about it, right? I yeah. love that factor. I just had to worry about the content and now I'm done. Yeah. Um, the problem is it requires me to be actively involved with Instagram. Right. If I'm not there plugging in it, it won't go. So like today I was, <laughs> I was behind like three or four before I knew it. <laughs> yep. So well, now also you get platforms different, you know, right. and, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's hard to find like sort of a one size fits all solution because every platform operates a little bit differently. So I do think one of the things that logically comes into play at this point in time is how do I hire for this or how do I prep for this? Right. That becomes yeah. a really interesting question to have because as we started in the very, very beginning, authentic is one of the most important things that we have to be cognizant of with this situation. Yeah. Um, but on the same token, our job as real estate professionals is to sell, right? Now, you can come under the impression about what that categorized, but no matter what that is, it's always going to take us time to be in front of the client, show them homes, write the contracts, close the deals, right? Yeah. So we need help. How are you seeing that play out because what i am starting to see is more people are starting to realize that and they're starting to look at vas more than they are starting to look at automation programs yeah uh no i agree i mean i i i don't think as an agent or broker or really anybody i mean i'm in the business of social media and i'm not on social media 24 7. i just it's not the best use of your time so i do think that there's a balance between showing up making sure that you're there to you know that you're that you're the one who's you know online wishing people happy birthday that you're the one commenting on on pictures of your clients kids like those little things they really do make a big difference i also think it's really important that is you the agent you're the one on camera or you know we we hear you we see you we we get a sense of what it feels like to work with you but to your point i don't think you know for for an agent they need to learn video editing you know they don't need to learn like you know kind of all the the, the other nuances so yeah, we are. I am seeing definitely a lot of agents and brokers who are going the VA route, where they're hiring some VAs. Um, I've also seen a lot of folks who are, you know, hiring very specific um, types of people, um, hiring a video editor, you know, as an example, or a podcast editor. Sometimes just that editing piece of it yep. is something that you know. I mean, we have a, a you know a great video editor on our team. We don't. I, I feel like I don't. I could do it, but it's not necessarily the best use of our time. You know, uh, to do that. So. 
Yeah, I think either finding someone specifically for that niche or finding someone like a VA who could possibly do perhaps some of that editing. But also, I think we want to be careful too um, to make sure that when we're hiring a VA that, they, that they're really strong, especially in the English language, um, if they're doing any kind of hosting or scheduling, um, you know, and I think that goes back to the interview process and, and, you know, kind of checking to see what they've done before. I know a lot of agents and brokers will kind of give uh, you know, kind of uh, during the interv- interview process, we'll say, well, if, if I, you know, I have this property or I have this video, how would you position this on social media and kind of give, have them actually come back to you with, with a couple ideas or solutions. And, um, you know, I always say start people off on a trial basis too. <laughs> you know, give it, you know, 30 day trial, make sure it's a good fit for them and for you. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I will add to that, just one thing that I think I, I'd add to that in the conversation is um, <clears throat> there's not a ton of real estate social media professionals, right? There are very few that understand the intricacies of what our rules are, what our ethics are, all that stuff out there. So if you are going to hire outside, the biggest thing I'm going to recommend is yes to everything Katie said, plus (laughs) make sure you know you have the rules of the road written down of what they can and cannot do because no matter what two things fall into place one they represent your word and worse they represent your brokerage words so please always just make sure that they understand that they can't get too narrowed down in their marketing they can't say certain verbiage right because that's where i'm seeing the flaws with hiring outside is it does save them time and they're better at it but they missed a point because they didn't have to worry about this with the 10 other people they've been working with for the last year and a half. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And every market is different. Every area is different. So, you know, getting those kind of parameters in place. I know there's some agents who have to, you know, list their DRE number um, and other areas don't require that. Then there's certain things we want to be cognizant of for fair housing and that we're not violating some of those things. And so, yeah, it's, and I think in general, it's, it's a good exercise to go through, even if you don't hire someone or not, just to kind of go have an exercise of like, these are sort of the do's and don'ts and, and, you know, keeping these things in mind when you're doing social media in general. Yeah. When I coach and consult people, that's the first thing I tell them, have the rules of the road written out because worst case scenario, you got to follow them yourself anyway. So at least you know what's going on, exactly. right? It's easy enough to do. Yeah. Um, so that's perfect. So let's see, I just went blank. I was going to ask you something else here. <laughs> That's, I always love these conversations. Uh, I get, I get awesome on this. So uh, let me ask you this. We've kind of hit on this, but I really want to go into this. What is the, how's the best way to manage our time with this? I know we've kind of talked about this, but I'll be honest with you. This is my biggest struggle with this stuff, right? I'm not, I'm trying to build classes. I'm trying to work with people, same problems everybody else is having. We got five hours in and we're trying to fit 10 hours into that material. (laughs) Yes. Well, gosh, this could probably be a whole Right. Just this. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I think the biggest thing for me that's made a big difference is time blocking. Um, and I try to do this with a lot of areas of our business, but especially with social media. Um, one of the things we, we recommend is set aside at least a little bit of time every day, like could be 15, 20 minutes a day. I personally like to do this in the morning before I open up email because email is like a black hole <laughs> I never get out of. So typically every morning I'll spend 15 or 20 minutes. I've got my cup of coffee. And the goal during that time is, is to go through my feeds, to respond to all my notifications um, and to connect with people. And I really believe in this idea of focus five, where every day I think about are there five people I can intentionally connect with? 
not just be like a drive-by liker, not just jump in and like a bunch of stuff, but actually like comment and engage with people and, and, and leave a meaningful comment, you know, not just great pick, but maybe use their name and, and ask a question and just be a little bit more engaging. Um, so I try to do that on a, on a, on a daily basis. And I think it comes, it comes back to being really intentional. It's really easy to kind of get sucked into a lot of the noise on social media. Um, so I would say being intentional, time blocking, that's, that's one of the big things. And then I would say time blocking on a weekly basis. You know, I like to set aside around 30 to 60 minutes once a week where I'm going to uh, schedule some of the content. I'm going to look to the week ahead. I'm going to see, you know, what type of content could we repurpose? What's coming up? What kinds of, you know, what types of posts could we get scheduled? And then typically once a month is where I'll sit down and block out a few hours to do some batching. Where I'll sit down and record four or five podcasts or I'll record four or five videos or more all in one sitting. So it's sort of this idea of like daily, weekly, monthly. And I don't know, I just find that if it's not in the schedule, it just, it just doesn't happen. There's always something else <laughs> that, you know, that, that, that happens. And then as a bonus thing, I would say to that too, is, um, is really try to treat your business, um, almost like a media company. You know, we have an editorial calendar of our content, which is a really fancy word for saying we have a spreadsheet, <laughs> basically. And it's a Google document with all of our topics. And so we do this at the end of the year. I'm, I'm in the process of doing this right now with our team where we're saying, you know, let's let's put together our calendar. And so when I do sit down once a month to batch, all I have to do is open up my spreadsheet and go, okay, well, what are the four topics I'm going to talk about this month? Great. And this is where that timeless and evergreen content is really relevant because I can just look at that and go, great, I'm going to talk about this. Let's go shoot those videos. And yes, periodically we might move things around and go, you know what? It's more relevant if I talk about this versus that, but just getting a, you know, a, a, a plan together versus kind of like flying by the seat of your pants, <laughs> which uh, a lot of well, people nice, operate. Right. And the nice thing about batching is if you do need to change the order, that's easy, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, depending on the program you're using, the product you're using, it's quite literally just flipping the dates, right? I mean, that's really all it is. Exactly. Uh, it becomes, I, I just think too easy. So I do love that. And, and I do think it's one of the biggest tricks because I know for me, and I know for a lot of things I've done in, in the past, and I'm sure it's for most people is you feel stressed when you're trying to figure out next week, every time it comes around, right? Okay. It's Friday. I got to get ready for Monday. I don't know what to say. I'm stressed. Yeah. But when you have 20 in the bag and you're going, okay, now I just got to think ahead. I don't know why, but at least for me, the pressure, I mean, I don't have any weight on my shoulders. I feel like I can just get creative. I can throw weird things out there and see how yes. they go because, you know, I can delete it if it doesn't work because I got 20 in the bag. <laughs> exactly. And I think just getting yourself a new routine. I mean, for me, that's been huge. And, you know, for us, we have a new video that comes out every Wednesday and we have our podcast that comes out every Friday. And people always say, well, what's the best day? I mean, the best day is whatever's the best day for you, honestly. And the fact that we we say that publicly, that we have a new video that comes out every Wednesday and a new podcast every Friday. First of all, that's like the best accountability. Yep. Uh, and second of all, it's just like anything else. It just becomes a habit. It's just become part of your business, you know, just like any other part of your business versus like, oh, when I have time, I'll squeeze this in. It's just get yourself into a habit. Yeah, it's stressful, I tell you. Um <laughs> It's, and it's weird. Now, with that, I think the natural progression, because this is where the trends are going. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. I was talking. Um, I don't know if you met him or not, but I, I was talking with, what did I say, Monday? So it had to be Friday. I was talking with uh, Jeremiah J. Man Monero uh, last week. 
and he's a millennial and I'm the Xer, right? So I, I'm technically the old guy on the digital block. <laughs> hey, I'm a Gen Xer too. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> so I love this. I love what is considered today the long form content. I, I, I think it's great. I think it's easy to watch for the most part. And in a podcast form, it's easy to listen to. Yeah. But the reality is, at least what I'm seeing, and I'm frustrated by it, but I'll, it's what it is, <laughs> is everything is transitioning because, quote unquote, our attention span is is minute. So we're all going to micro content. What's your feel on that? And is there a place? Well, first question, is there a place for both words? What's your feel on it? And do you think there's a place for both? So I definitely think there's a place for both. And and I definitely have seen this trend of micro content. I think a big a big reason for that was like the huge success we've seen with TikTok and how many people are active on TikTok. It's like this quick, you know, fun, creative content. And now we see Instagram Reels, which is, you know, basically kind of a copycat in some ways of, of TikTok. And I think there's a place for both, you know, um, I think part of it kind of depends on who your target audience is and who you're trying to reach. Um, and ultimately, I think that's that's, that's what you got to think about when you think about your content, when you think about what platform to be on. I mean, TikTok's a great example. TikTok's super fun. But I would say for me, generally speaking, a big portion of my audience isn't on TikTok. So I have to weigh, is it valuable for me to spend that kind of time on there? Now, that doesn't mean I can't learn from it and can't, you know, explore and maybe have a little, you know, learn, learn a little bit more of the creativity piece of it. But I think it comes down to, you know, where are your clients hanging out? And, right. you know, again, I think part of that's just sort of demographic. But I do think that uh, that short form content, I don't think that's necessarily going away. You know, we're seeing stories are you know, kind of exploding. Instagram stories are huge. Facebook has stories now. I mean, now LinkedIn has stories. Twitter has stories, which is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> and so we're seeing this kind of quick content. And I, I honestly think they can they can both exist. You know, we use kind of stories as a way to, to kind of show the behind the scenes and to drive traffic to some of our longer form videos or podcasts. And same thing with reels. You know, if you, if you go into my Instagram, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. We've been having fun publishing some reels content, but most of that content was inspired from a video I did a few months ago or a podcast I did. Like it's not reinventing the wheel. It's just the wrapping paper looks a little bit different, <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh yeah. And it does. I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, I really like watching him. Um, if you hear that name folks and you listen to this afterwards, I would say if you have sensitive ears, don't listen to him. <laughs> he's good wealth of information, but his vocabulary is rough. Um, but all like he's doing <laughs> He's a good New Yorker. I mean, that's what it comes out to be. Uh, but, you know, what he does, which I think is kind of interesting, but, you know, again, always prove that there's always a way for everybody. There's not one proven formula is all his long form. He's just taking his his quotable chunks and putting it out there. Right. That's all he's doing. He's not he's not recreating. I mean, he does a little bit here and there, but he's not really recreating too much. He's just saying, OK, you know, what? this was a good quote. Someone was interviewing. Let's put that out there. There's my snippet for the day. Um, yeah. so I think there's always some things for that as well. Uh, that's what I'm working on personally is just microing my macro. That's <laughs> really yeah. all I'm doing. That, well, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, just repurposing you know, right. that content. And there are, you know, and that's where I think it could make sense to bring on a VA or someone who could help with some of that, you know, when you have this content to say, yeah, you know, let's pull out, you know, three quotes for every video that we do or, you know, whatever it might be. And I think it goes back to like working smarter, not just harder. 
Well, and that's just it. Like some of that stuff won't come for me anytime in the near future because I'm a one man band at this particular point, but I am setting things up in place, right? So one of my favorite tools is otter.ai, which is a transcription tool. I put the audio in there and it just transcribes and it transcribes perfectly, right? This conversation will go in there and then all I got to do where it says guest is put your name in there and it's going to know every time you spoke. And I go, go find all the Katie gems and let's put them out there. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Um. So I can do that. And actually, there's new AIs out there that are even crazier where you can actually it'll do it for you automatically. And it will actually take out all the words we're not supposed to, you know, Toastmasters don't do so ums and us. Right. Yes. So it's actually pretty cool. But I, I do think microcontent is easier. I, I struggle with it personally. I'd rather do this all day long, but I get where we're at and, and it's how we do things. And you just mentioned it, and that's where I was going to lead to the next question. How do we do that? Because, again, we just by making macro into micro or making an additional micro, we have just now added an hour to our day. I'm just making numbers up. But, <laughs> right, right. You know, that's what the realtors are. That's what we're thinking as real estate professionals. I don't got time for this. Now you're asking me to do more. Yeah. You mentioned one, have an assistant. I do think that's huge. Do you have tools out there that are kind of helping with that? Is there anything? I haven't seen anything. I'm just curious if you've seen anything that might do that. Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of Canva. You know, I've used Canva yeah. for years and years. And I, what I love about Canva, especially the pro version, um, is that you can have your fonts and your colors and everything sort of laid in there really easily. Um, you can create templates, which I think really assist with some of the stuff that we're talking about, you know, here today of just being able to kind of churn out content, you know, quickly and not always feeling like you're reinventing the wheel. <laughs> You know, um, and that I think helps with just brand consistency also. And especially if you do bring someone else on, you know, to have that, you know, kind of system in place. So if your if your brand colors are red, white and blue, you don't want them to suddenly start using pink polka dots or, (laughs) you know, some sort of crazy font. Uh, So uh, I find that that makes a big difference. I agree with you, you know, getting things transcribed. We um, have been using Rev.com for a long time. And Rev is great, Um, probably really similar to the tool you're using where, you know, we can get our videos transcribed. Um, I think subtitles are really important for videos. Um, You know, most of us never turn the sound on on a video. So um, Rev has a a feature where you can order subtitles and and upload those. They can also burn them into the video, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's awesome. uh, which Which is really cool, especially for like Instagram. That's really awesome. We get a lot of our videos transcribed and we'll turn those into blog posts like you mentioned also. That's really great for any agents who, you know, not just repurposing content, but there's a lot of agents we know that speak multiple languages. You know, if you speak, you know, a couple languages and you serve that those audiences, getting some of your content translated uh, can definitely make a big difference. So those are a couple things. The other thing I was going to mention real quick that we also use is Asana. Oh, yeah. is a, a great project management tool. And not just for social media, but just kind of in general, you know, this idea of getting yourself organized and uh, because, you know, with everything we're talking about, it's not just, oh, just do more video. <laughs> like that's not, it's, you know, it's it's like, okay, when are you going to shoot the video? When's it going to get published? Where's it going to get published? Like there's this laundry list of things that have to happen. And so using a tool like Asana, which is a free project management tool, that's been a great, uh, a great resource for us. Yeah. And I do like Asana. There's tons of them. Asana is probably one of the better ones out there currently. Um, and the thing I like about Asana is they've actually worked pretty good of integrating with other packages. So you know, if you want to work with your email or other things, it's it's integrating really pretty well. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Well, I don't want to kill all your time today, although I could talk to hours, but I do want to end on this. One, I'll let you plug at the very end, but two, tell, let's just tell the group here, because we, we went 
somewhat deep on some of these things, but we got a lot of stuff out. So if I was to sit there and I listen to this, what do you say should be the top three things to take away for getting ready for 2021 socially get you know, get social smart. What should we be doing? Let's just say the top three things. Top three things. Well, I could probably. If you want to go to five, I'm not going to shoot. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I mean, I think really one of the top ones, which we touched on a little bit, is is just get yourself into a system, get yourself into a routine. Um, you know, again, whether it's ten or fifteen minutes a day to start, you've got to get yourself into some sort of routine. I know that seems really basic, especially if you've been on social media a while, but. It's, it's really important. I mentioned the whole idea of focus five. I, I do that religiously every day and I do that on Facebook. I do that on Instagram. I do that on LinkedIn. And I would also encourage people who are a little bit more advanced, take it a step further. And, and, you know, maybe it's not just focus five, maybe it's focus 10, but taking the time to be, you know, really intentional with people. Um, I think the second thing would be to think about a content strategy, not just a social media strategy. So thinking about things like we talked about earlier, thinking about topics you get asked all the time, you know, set yourself up for success, get your, you know, get your editorial calendar in, in place. Uh, you know, having a sense of what you're going to talk about, I think is really, really important. Um, and, you know, if you've never done that before, like I said, think about the questions you get asked all the time. Think about topics that, of conversation that come up, um, you know, and, and you might even look in your email and your sent email, what are the emails that you're sending, you know, time and time again. Uh, a lot of times that, that can give you some inspiration. And then probably the third thing, which kind of, I guess, ties those those two things together is I would say, get yourself into a routine with that distribution. You know, um, if you can create a show like you're doing here, there's something to be said about a show, uh, you know, versus just video every Monday or a video every once in a blue moon. I think the fact for, you know, for us, we have the Get Social Smart show. It's been coming out basically for about four years and we're on episode, I think we're on episode 20 something, 205 or something. So what happens is when people go and they start watching our videos, when they realize we're on episode 200, if they really like what I have to say, they're like, wait a minute, <laughs> I got to catch up, right? And there's something to be said about creating some episodic content. It gives yourself some accountability. Uh, you'll get more people to watch more of your content. It's just like when we discover a new you know, television series and we realize, oh my gosh, this is season two. Hold on. I got to catch up, <laughs> you know, so. Or is it on Netflix? Yeah, exactly. Is it on Netflix? I got to go back. And so. And that's, I think, the difference between just like putting up content for the sake of content versus like just getting yourself into a routine. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk's a great example. He always says, you know, treat your company like a media company. You know, I've also heard him say, you know, be the digital mayor of your town. And like, how do you do that? You, you, you got to get yourself into a routine, uh, you know. And I would also say as a kind of, I guess, a bonus thing is look at your life as content. You know, as you're just doing your job. There's lots of opportunities to, you know, post, not even post things, but just take some, you know, take a quick little video, take a quick little picture. You may not post it right then and there, but you're, you're, you're out and about, you're at a home inspection, you're at an open house, you're meeting with a client, like capturing some of these things, they can be great inspiration for content and for posts later on. Yeah. And I, and I want to echo that last thing because I'm, I'm a John Maxwell trainer, speaker and coach. And there were a, a great mentor of mine, uh, Roddy Galbraith, is a great guy. And one of the things he taught us as a speaker is to collect stories. And he goes, you have stories the rest of your life. You have them, you have them from beginning to end. You're going to have them. Yeah. And, and he also said, and right now, since I asked you to do it, you're not going to think of one. And I'm going, yep, I got no stories. <laughs> right. And he goes, all stories relate. All of them relate. 
And darn it, if he isn't right, right? It's frustrating. It's like, no, you're wrong. And he's right. You know, some of the dumbest stories I'm using these days, because now that I'm forcing myself to think about it in that way, I'm thinking all these stories. And now I have analogies that people can understand and come through inside the life that I can give life to, right? I can give a training example and give life to that training example. Yeah, It's the same exact thing that you're saying, Katie, with the just treat yourself like a media company and treat everything out there as an experience. Take those pictures, have that out there. Whether you use it today or not is content sometime. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would also say just start now. Like we all kind of suffer from analysis paralysis. And <laughs> I really believe in this idea of like done is better than perfect. You know, like you, you, you don't, you may not have, it. you know, maybe you don't want to edit your videos when you first start. I didn't edit my videos for a long time. Like just get start, like get it out there. And I love your point about stories. I, I totally agree with you. I think that's, especially for someone who's maybe a little bit more advanced and anyone listening who's putting out content, I would challenge you to say, well, how do you step up your content? It's not just facts. It's adding your personality, add in an analogy, add in a story, highlight somebody else. Like it's that extra layer that makes a big difference. Oh yeah. Huge. Absolutely huge. And I just, I love the ended on that. Cause I think that's one of the biggest things that we all struggle with is we also we don't know what to say and it's and it's not true right we just get nerved up we just get sometimes a little too laser focused and a little too as marquee lemons would say we got to let our ego go we got to put our ego to the door um right and and it's tough right that's not a judgment it's just a fact of life i was saying i was going to do a podcast for three years (laughs) it took a pandemic to say okay let's do it yep I, my, my, my ego had nothing to do with it anymore. It's survivor, you know, it's, it's die or, or survive. So. Yep. Well, and what you're doing, the fact that you're highlighting other people, I mean, that's a, that's a great example of like walking the walk and, and talking the talk. And for anyone listening, you know, if you're feeling like, gosh, am I, I think a lot of us sometimes suffer from like, you know, that sort of imposter syndrome, like, who am I, who am I to put out a show? Who am I to do this or do that? And if you've ever felt that way, I can, I can tell you from experience that it's really powerful when you can highlight other people, when you can bring on guests, you know, like you're doing Justin, um, for an agent or broker, gosh, especially right now with everything going on in the world, there's small businesses who are really hurting businesses that we love and what a great opportunity. Maybe reach out, say, Hey, can we hop on a zoom? I would love to highlight you and interview you. You tell me all about your business self, you know, (laughs) we'll do a promotion, whatever. And that's a, that's a win-win for everybody. And, and I love that because that's one of the biggest things I tell most people because I just got done teaching a how to do video in, in three short weeks. Right. And the one thing I said is you you, you have a town full of interviews. <laughs> Absolutely. You have over a year's worth of material. Yeah. And you don't have to do them in person. I mean, that's the right. technology. You could do Zoom. You could do StreamYard like what we're doing right now. I mean, there's so many easy opportunities to just, you know hop on a video and do a split screen, <laughs> you know, interview and, and it, people about to talk about their business and what they do. Right. And it takes about, you know, it, it, it could take an hour of research if you wanted to get really deep, but really it probably takes 15 to 20 minutes of just researching them, maybe doing a preparatory phone call, just asking a couple of quick questions and then you're ready to go. Yeah. Um, especially if you're going into an industry you don't know about, but so I love that. Again, I, I promised you 40. We're a little over that and I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> All right. It's a so, Plug away. This is your chance again. It's not about me. It's about you and I, and it's about the audience. So where do they find you? What should they look for? How should they interact with you? Is there anything else going on courses, whatever? It's your turn. 
Oh, well, thank you. Um, I would say that, you know, the, the biggest thing, I mean, if, if, uh, if we're not co- yet connected, uh, the best way to find me is just go to my website, katielance.com, um, sign up for our email newsletter. We have hundreds of free resources. We're always sharing really helpful tips and information and, and nuggets, um, you know, each and every week. Um, and we also have our academy, uh, which is the Get Social Smart Academy we developed a few years ago. Um, and so for those of you who are really you know, ready to take things to the next level. We'd love for you to check that out. You can just go to katielance.com slash academy. We have some fun end of year um, specials and end of year, uh, you know, fun things going on over there also. And then just lastly, just connect with me on social media. If you're listening to this and this really resonated with you, I'm at Katie Lance basically everywhere on social media. You know, this could be a piece of content. Take out your phone, do a little selfie, tag me, tag Justin, <laughs> let us know that you listened. And, uh, and I would love to connect with you over there. Well, awesome. I really do appreciate it. If there's anything else you want to share, share it now. Um, anything that we miss, because again, I'm always going to forget something, but I could talk to everybody for hours. Um, but I'm so glad you came. And uh, you so I'll, well, I'll get you again, because there's one topic we totally ignored right now, but I believe it's something that this is a teaser, folks, is what it's called. <laughs> I saw you just post yesterday or today, I don't know, it was recently on LinkedIn. And it's it's a big uh, thorn in my pocket and how I watch realtors use that tool. So Uh, Well, we'll have to talk about it next time. I'm happy to do it. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Katie. Thank you so much, Justin. Let's go.